Hey guys, it's your girl, Natalie Lee Martin, and this is Kingdom Guardians. Hey everybody, welcome back to Kingdom Guardians, your favorite podcast. And I do want to apologize for being on hiatus forever, it seems like. Your girl has had a lot going on in these last couple of weeks. The kids finally went back to in-person learning. Let's get a shout out for that. And while I do feel just a little bit guilty, um, my excitement is overwhelmed and overshadowed by that because I just could not do it anymore, y'all. I tried my best. I gave it my best effort, but these teachers know what they're doing and I'm going to allow them to do that. And so with a bottle of hand sanitizer in one hand, a mask and some anointing oil in the other, I sent my kids back to school this January. And I am excited because they get to be in an environment and a safe environment where they get to interact with their peers. They get to learn from their teachers who are well equipped to teach that grade level. And some of you guys who know me know that I'm a teacher as well. However, I am not equipped to teach every single grade level or every single subject. My, um, My certification was actually in high school and middle school math. So beyond that, I am, you know, not really that equipped (laughs) to handle those kind of um, subject matters. So I was really, really excited to send my kids back to school. Um, On my job, I've gotten two promotions and that has really taken a lot um, out of me as far as me coaching. So um, I'm an academic coach at my wonderful job, Elevate K-12. And so I've really been pouring into my instructors who are online teachers and helping them become the best versions of themselves. And um, what else has been going on? There's been a lot. I have launched two books, published and pushed out. I feel like I'm talking about a new baby. Two books. One is a um, devotional journal, She is Legend. And my new baby that was just published on December 22nd. It is The Travel Adventures of Bella and Anna, Do We Have to Move? And it is a children's book, guys. Yes, y'all, I published my very first children's book about the fun and the fears that these two main characters, based off of my daughters, Bella and Anna, have as they travel the globe. And this is only the first book in the series that I'm going to um, write, The Girl's Um, In this first book, sought through all the emotions that come with having to pack up and move. The girls navigate through what to expect when they relocate, the anxieties that come with starting at a new school, and how hard it is just to leave old friends behind. And as a military family... We have moved a lot, and so I wanted to write a book about our adventures and just remind my children as well as children all around the world that moving doesn't always have to be um, a traumatic thing, especially, you know, I know that firsthand as a child that moved around a lot. I was actually born um, in the Caribbean island of Trinidad. Shout out to all my Trinis out there. Um, and when I was about five, I moved to the States and, you know, moved back and forth from Trinidad to the States and spent a lot of time in both countries and also being a military spouse, having to move around myself and, you know, picking up and starting over is quite taxing, not just on your body, but mentally it can take a toll on you. And so with this book, I wanted to, you know, bring attention to the 
the fears, but I also wanted to highlight how much fun it is, even in the midst of everything that's going on, how much fun it is when you are moving to a new place. And one of the wonderful places that my children and I and my husband got to experience was living in Japan. Totally different culture, totally different atmosphere. Um, but it was so much fun. And those that was one place where my kids hold near and dear to their heart. And hopefully we'll be able to go back and visit soon because that's a place that we call home. And so... With all of that that has been going on, I haven't had time to record. I haven't had time to just come in here and, you know, share my heart with you guys. And oh, one additional thing. We got a puppy in November, y'all. We have a puppy. Her name is Sadie. And she is the cutest beagle that you would ever meet. And so I'm a dog mom now. Yes, 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 yes. I never thought that I would um see myself as a dog mom, but I am. And she is like the joy of my heart right now. <laughs> and I was talking to her this morning and my husband was like, do you know that's that's a dog and not a person? I'm like, it's a person inside of a dog. She has feelings. And yes, I am a mom of a proud puppy now. So my life has been, um, you know, very much um, changing and taking on new aspects and new roles. And I am so happy to be back with you guys today. And our topic of discussion today is going to be speak life when you don't see any. (laughs) Speak life when you do not see any. Listen, I don't know about you guys, but virtual learning has taken a toll on me. It got to the point where um, I could not, like my kids were begging, not all of them, but a few of them, and I have five total, were begging to go back to school. And I totally understand why, because I was just not equipped to handle everything that came with virtual learning as well as be a full time um, mom and working full time. I was working full time. Like I said, I got a promotion. I actually got two promotions during the um, COVID season and it took a lot more of my attention and a lot more of my time and a lot more of my focus. Um, And I was not able to keep that, you know, full-time job as well as the kids and their grades and everything on track at the same time during the day. And so we had to send them back to school. But during that time, man, my kids, especially my oldest son, hopefully he doesn't listen to the podcast, but if he does, he know I'm telling the truth. Uh, (laughs) He, he definitely was not handling the, the transition very well as far as virtual learning and being able to come up with his own schedule and being able to, um, you know, just have a lot more self-control. He was used to being on the computer over the summer and he was used to being able to just go on a computer and not have to do any schoolwork. And once school started and once classes were implemented, he had found himself having a hard time staying focused on school related tasks while wanting to do extracurricular activities on the computer. So Parents out there, y'all know about Roblox, Minecraft, all of that stuff. Um, And they wanted to be able to have that open at the same time they're doing their schoolwork. And I've talked to many parents and they told me, you know, their kids would have many tabs open and trying to do several different things at the same time. And they just could not focus and they found themselves not completing anything, having several, you know, 
tabs open, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten tabs open, and not being able to complete any activities or any, you know, assignments that the teachers had sent to them. And I was just like, God, I am doing my best. I I created a schedule for my son. I got my, you know, um, my assistant involved. Y'all, I hired my very first employee during this whole COVID season too. Listen, your girl has been going through a whole lot of changes, a whole lot of upgrades, and it has been amazing. Yet, it has also been very taxing emotionally, um, physically, having to just readjust and, and retrain my brain on how to do things on this next level. And so, you know, I got my personal assistant back to the story, have my personal assistant, you know, helping him stay on track and it was just not working. So I came to the conclusion, okay, until we get him back into school, we just got to be able to maintain. We have just got to maintain. And that's what we were doing. But God was really working on the way that I spoke to him and about him, even in that season. And God was like, you have to speak the things that you want to see in your child, in your home, in your situations. And it really convicted me because I want him to change. And I know that he has so much potential. Like I tell my son all the time, you are a genius. My son, my oldest son can recall facts. If he's heard it once or or saw it once, he can recall that thing over and over again. Like, like he's not, like he just always knew it. And me, I have a hard time with that because I can't remember, you know, when I put my keys down sometimes. And so I call him a genius and I've been calling him a genius from the time that he was born. This isn't something that, you know, I started when I saw that he could recall facts. I started doing this even before my son was born while he was in the womb. I would call him a genius. So he knew from the time that he was little that he was a genius because that's what I called him. I remember... (laughs) Not to get sidetracked, y'all, but I remember when I was about when he was about four years old and he said something. He came to me and he was saying all these facts about something. And I was like, where did you get that from? That makes absolutely no sense. And he was like, yes, I got it from my brain. And I was just like, you can't just make up stuff because it comes in your brain or it comes into your head. And he was like, I'm not making it up. Remember, you told me that I was a genius and geniuses know facts. They can recall things um, straight out of their brain. So this is why I know that I'm telling the truth and this is right. And I was just like, oh my goodness. (laughs) I've been calling this child a genius for so long that he actually believed it. And it is true. It is true. But now that he's a teenager, we have to continue to speak those things over him. I have to continue speaking those things over him. I have to be able to balance it, though, with the truth and with love. And that's what, you know, God was definitely helping me to see that speaking life over a situation doesn't mean that you lie. It means that you speak the truth that is already in him and you're pulling that thing out of him by speaking it into existence. You're calling things that are already there out. So it's like, you know, all these these wonderful attributes and things that are hidden and they're hidden in a dark room and you're shining a light on them and you're bringing them into the forefront. And that's exactly what we have to do with our children, especially in a season when they are teenagers. When they are teenagers, they are getting into this um, 
this this season for them where they're trying to find their own identity apart from their parents. Okay, I know what my parents taught me and this is what's going through their head. And you know, for us adults who've passed that season of our lives of being a teenager, I want you to go back in your mind's eye and remember what it felt like. Put yourself in that situation. And think about what it felt like, what you felt like, all the insecurities that were bubbling up in in your body. When people said something to you, how you took it on as fact, how you were weighing the words of your parents and then weighing the experiences that you had and then weighing the other words from, from society, from other people. You know, they're going into these classrooms where what is taught in the classroom is not necessarily, or what is taught, I'm sorry, in the home is not necessarily taught in the classroom. So now they are... weighing these things they're not just saying well what my mama said or what my daddy said you know is true this ain't you know reality is not like that movie water boy have you ever (laughs) seen that adam sandler movie water boy where he goes my mama said my mama said my mama said everything that somebody said well my mama said (laughs) and they get to the point where they're like okay we don't want to hear what your mama said. You know, this is what, you know, as teenagers, they're dealing with. They're dealing with their own identity crisis. Who am I apart from my parents? Who am I apart from my siblings? Who am I? You know, even some of them are are battling with who am I apart from God? They're even battling with those things or in their own mind. And we have to be able to speak life over them even while things are not necessarily going the way that we see it should go. Even while they're making choices that we don't necessarily approve of, we got to continue to speak life over our children. That is the best weapon that we have against the enemy when it comes to protecting our children. Because you know, honest to God, (laughs) these children are not our own. These children are his children. They are just on loan to us from God. And that is the motto of Kingdom Guardians. We do not own these children. So now that they're trying to find themselves apart from who we are, we got to be able to continue to speak life over them, continue to pray over them, Even when they're not looking, when they're not in earshot of us, we got to pray over them. Pray that when they get into those classrooms, that they will remember who they are. Not not, um, only that they will stand up for God, for the things of God, for what is right for God, but they will in themselves know who they are and not be moved by what every else says not be moved by the climate of the culture not be moved and even in their movement let's go a little bit deeper than that even when they are moved that according to the word that they will come back to God when they are done searching when they are and the, the search and the seek is good but when they are done searching and seeking that they will come back to God so I urge you guys to not give up hope. And and there was a there was a time even in in this um transition, this virtual learning transition that I was going through with my own children that I I gave up hope and my husband had to remind me. He said to me, "Natalie, what is it that you do when you you face obstacles?" He was like, "You know what to do. You go in there and you pray. Don't stop praying." And so I remind you Um, parents, kingdom guardians, that if you are in a season right now where your children 
seem to be in a difficult spot or they seem to be going in a direction that you did not approve of or you do not approve of, of you know is in opposition to what God stands for, that you would pray, that you would seek God on their behalf and that you would continue to speak life. Because as long as they are breathing, the story is not over. This is not the end. God is getting ready to do something miraculous. And all he needs is for us to be in alignment with what he has already done and to speak life over them. So I urge you to speak life over your children, to speak life even over yourselves, y'all. It is not over just because we are over 30 or over 40, over 50. Some of us even over 60 doesn't mean it is over. As long as we are breathing, we still have purpose. And a lot of us, our purpose is to get these kids back to the father. Not the only, but one of our purposes is to get these kids back to the father. So enjoy your day. I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And y'all, I didn't forget you. We have so much more to come. This is the very last one in season two. And we come in strong in season three. So look out for more from your girl, Natalie Lee Martin. And I'm going to have some guests, some wonderful guests. We're going to talk about some great things coming up in season three. So thank you for staying with me, y'all. See you soon. Bye.